Okay, let's see what's news today. Uh, the morning paper blues, huh? Oh, bad, bad, worse. Wait. Uh-oh. No, good news. The General Assembly in Richmond is working on a law to help Dominion Energy customers. If it passes, it's going to lower the cost of electricity. Uh, let me see. Right here. Wow, you're right. It saves Dominion Energy customers at least $350 million. Is it law? Mm, not yet, but I sure hope it passes. Great. Now pass me the comics. Legislation being considered by the Virginia General Assembly strengthens regulatory oversight and saves customers at least $350 million. That means a savings of about $6 to $7 a month for the average residential user, according to the State Corporation Commission, the agency that regulates utilities in Virginia. It's common sense rate relief that helps us continue doing what we do best, meeting the needs of our customers. To take action, visit dominionenergy.com forward slash rate relief. Paid for by Dominion Energy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, introducing the greatest top 10 show, The Movie Mount Rushmore, featuring the one AJ Anthony Jordan, the UK's favorite film critic, Nico DeRoe, the silver screen dude. Hey, screeners, how you doing? It's myself, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Me too, Nico Lero. Indeed, it is. It is. We're all festive, we're all cheery, we're happy. And because we feel good, we want you to feel good. Feel good. <laughs> Real good. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's why, you know, we've done the top 10 Christmas movies, we've done other ways, so how else can we share this moment? We went with... Top 10 feel good movies. There's no other way to. We are going to struggle next year at Christmas for season three. We'll come up with something. We'll, we'll find it. We'll Representations find it. of Santa. Bad Santa. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Billy Bob. Love it. We will find a way. We'll find a spin because we always do. It's just yes. the way we manage to work stuff out. And if we haven't, then we might be like films to avoid at Christmas. So I don't know. We'll have something. <laughs> we'll have something. But... Schindler's List. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't watch that. No. <laughs> Mummy, why is he killing the Jewish girls? What did they do to him? Well. <laughs> well. Yeah. And that works as well because it's not to watch at Christmas or Hanukkah. So <laughs> definitely not for Hanukkah. <laughs> Definitely not. So, there we are. Got the worst one. Oh, shit. Not to watch a Hanukkah. The Passion of the Christ. <laughs> All right. I, I, you just don't. No, no. Nothing says Christmas like Mel Gibson in his crazy ass. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But yes. So yes. Happy, happy, happy festive season. Yeah, we're laughing. Because everyone has that moment. Yeah, exactly. But you know, even if you don't celebrate Christmas, you're having a good time at the moment. So that's what we're going to do. Mm. We're going to let the good times roll. Let the good times roll. Okay. Now, I'm going to give you a little spin on this. Okay. So normally, in fact, no, do your intro and then we will do it. Because I'm going to prove you wrong in your intro. The fuck? Yeah. <clears throat> Don't prove me wrong. So, for those of you tuning in for the first time, thank you so much for joining us. Merry Christmas to you all. Please be sure to share this podcast with any festive movie fans that you may know. Give this podcast a five-star review. And here we go, as the Joker would say. 
How does the movie Mount Rushmore work? AJ and I each get assigned a topic, we go our separate ways, and we come back in studio and we deliver to you, the Silver Screen Dudes, our individual top tens. AJ will go first delivering his bottom three, I will then deliver my bottom three, AJ will deliver his next two, I will deliver my next two, then we will trade one apiece. If at any time while we are running off our individual top tens, one person has a movie in a higher position, that person will say, Punt! Okay. <laughs> and we will, I thought you were going to say, Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> we could do and yeah. we will punt <laughs> and we will ho 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 our way into the higher position Oi! once we have both revealed our individual top tens we will create the movie Mount Rushmore these are the four quintessential diverse must see movies of the genre which this week is top ten feel good movies I'm still waiting to be You're corrected still, how are you corrected because AJ didn't go directly and pick the films himself I oh. spread the joy this year. Oh, you spread the joy. So what I'd right, done okay. was I went around, work, colleagues, friends and family, and I said, what is your feel-good movie? So in a way, it's kind of hard okay. to have made it a top ten, but I thought, let's spread the joy. Let's see what the common public go for. Sure. And that's how I kind of came up with the top ten this I like week. that. So it, it, I want to put this out there, because some people will be like, but no, that film, and how dare you put it in there? No, it's not because... I, it could be how I came to you. Basically, it's, it's not your fault, it's their fault. If you're at number 10, don't be like, you little shit, I told you this is my feel-good movie, how dare you? It's not good feel-good enough, it is. But (laughs) we're all bitten. Some films came up, like my number one, because many people quoted it. Plus, it's on the missus' list, so if she feels good, I feel good. You get where I'm going with this. (laughs) Exactly. But that's how I built it this time. So, yes, you might feel... Don't feel disheartened, because they're, they're all feel-good. They all had their feel-good moments to them. But it was a general public of scope. And the more that there were people who were like... There were two. Either it came up as your favourite film. Um, many people said it, so it's there. Like my number one. Many people went for it. Or it's not only a feel-good movie, but it's your favourite movie of all time. So then that was another reason oh, why you should have scaled the number. Okay. In there, yeah, so that's, that's how I, that's how it was played. Oh, this shit. Time. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, my number ten, See? shared with my brother and myself, and my friend Kat. Actually, she did mention it as well, but I think she saw it. Many shout outs. Here we go. Remember the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Can't argue that. Yeah. Denzel Washington, and it was really funny because my brother and I were there. My. Another film very close in the world of sport that has a feel-good moment and we were like, ooh, and he goes, but I think this one tips it. And as I said, it's not about me because I think the other one might have been my one. You don't mm-hmm. know. But I was like, no. So this is it. So remember the Titans got a shout out. A very, very, very young Ryan Gosling in this. Oh, blinking your missing. <laughs> you're blinking your missing in it for true. But yeah, the, the story. What I like about this film as well, I, you probably understand it more than me because I've not really done NFL. Oh, mate, you're missing right. out. I know. Right. Funny enough, we were talking about it at work. Some US sports that we want to do, that we're going to go to. And right. I know you've done it. What, seen it live? Yeah. Mate, it's a fucking event. But we... It's not sport. Let's be very clear. And I don't mean that the NFL's not sport. It's an amazing sport. I mean... The, the atmosphere. Fact, yes. Yeah. It, it transcends that. It's like being at a gig. But this is what my assistant manager was saying. And she was saying she wants to go to the States because apparently people like open up their trucks yeah. and do like barbecues. Did they do that at Wembley? Yeah. Then I'm down. We need to do this. Like these are stuff that we talked about. So yeah. Bro, on Wembley Walk, they were throwing NFL balls oh, to each love other. Love there was bouncy balls being thrown in the stadium. They did a Mexican wave. Mate, I haven't seen a Mexican wave at a fucking stadium in donkeys. That's beautiful. Every single time there was like, not even a fucking touchdown, just they won the ball. It would be like, 
Whose house? Rams house. Whose house? Rams house. It was so oh. like, oh my god, I feel like such a redneck, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is what it's about. So this one doesn't have that magic of that. You do kind of get it in Remember the Titans, but what you do get is something we have spoken about between us is if you put people who don't get along in the same room for long enough mm. you will get the positive result mm-hmm. now for this is what I'm saying I don't get the way it's broken down and assistant coach and head coach and well, that part I do get but how you've got like an entirely black team and an entirely white team managed by like yeah, 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 the white yeah. manager I don't know if it's that black no. and white no it, literally not <laughs> yeah but what how it came about and it is based on a true story correct how it came about and how it built a team and changed the face of the game I, I would like to believe yeah. You know, I, it's something really magical, and that's something that was delivered in this film. Also, it has Denzel. Of course. <laughs> of course. The man. I'm not even going to say my man. No, the my man. man. He is definitely <laughs> our man. Oh, yeah, he is sure. Denzel. So, that, that was my number 10. Great shout. Can't okay. complain. This one is a bit of a personal one, and again, God, my friend Kat gets quite a few shout outs on this. Go on, Kat. <laughs> Save the last dance. What was Julie Stars? Yeah. Does that feel good? It has that moment. It ha- if you think of it, well, it's when she very... Gets... Spoilers are obvious in this episode, in case that's not clear. You mean when she gets... Accepted into Julia. Right. It, but it has those moments. It, you know, the dances, the soundtrack. That, that soundtrack film for me... Big. That film for me was the soundtrack movie. It was every tune I loved. I sat down and I'm like... I was bouncing in <laughs> And that was another one. I rushed to get the DVD when it came out I was like I love this I was actually on the side of the bad the, the girl who plays quote unquote the villain her, her line of watch me rap this shit yeah watch me squash this bitch and I remember like and when it was um, Ice Cube you could do it put your back into it and she put, oh my days I'm a taken man I have to keep quiet but lord I have mercy on my soul <laughs> but it has that moment it, it, it gives you that hope and again the last song is live your dream you know yeah just keep pursuing she gave up on a dream of attending Juilliard as this fantastic ballet dancer based on her, you know her mum passing away and then she moved to a different side of town and that was like Roughly that was this very. life yeah that was this life this is this life but no it doesn't have to be and no. it, it created that unison of a world yeah the bond between her and what's face was was nice to see and it is the guy from um cool intentions isn't it it's the same brother I swear who probably uh, I'd Michelle have to go back with. I'm sure it's him yeah very very likely it's been a while since I've seen cool intentions um yeah great film <laughs> yeah great film big time um no same okay I get where you're coming from it's never one I'd go to I have rewatched Hence it it's where it's yeah, yeah, fair. Okay, your number eight? My number eight. This one a few of the ladies have gone with, and I know it's my aunt's favourite movie. Pretty Woman. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Shit! It, oh, do you know what? I, I swear to you, my, my, list, my list was gone, and someone said to me, Pretty Woman's got to be on the list. Of course it and fucking was, does. And I was like, but I've only got ten slots, because I've already, I've already done this, and then I went, no, it's right. Pretty Woman. No, you're right. No, you're right. Pretty Woman has to be on the list. Hundred percent has to be on the list. And oh, I was like, fucking angry with myself. And I was like, damn. Yeah, you're damn right. It does. Actually, that should have been my seven over my eight. But Pretty Woman, mate. That. Mm, mm. 
That's high. That should be high. Yeah. That's a. Do you know what it is? Film. It's because of the way it, it just got thrown into me, and I was like, oh, 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 yeah, that one could be removed, and that's why. Because I'd done a, a substitute, re- but with a not bit a more concentration. Not no. a millennial movie. Too many cynics out there now. Yeah. And, I, and I've heard it with my own ears going, oh, but that doesn't really happen. It's like, trust me, it does. I've seen it with my own eyes. Really? Oh, yeah. In that field of profession? Yes. Yeah. In that field of profession. Are you meaning hookers finding happiness with when... Uh, hold on, hold on. I, I just want to put this out. Everyone is entitled to happiness. If you happen to be in the process... We weren't talking about right. entitlement. <laughs> I'm saying that... What what the Cinderella esque type story? Yeah, of. I've seen it happen. Okay. I've been privy to it. Not me personally, of course, but I have seen it happen. Like that part of the world I lived in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah, of yeah. that going on. Yeah. 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 A lot sure. of that going on. For sure. You know. For sure. And I've seen it. Some most of the time it doesn't end well, but I have seen it end well. That's not. They get taken out of the profession. They get put into a nice life. Things are good. Good. So. That's what kind of rubs me up the wrong way when people are like, yeah, it's nice, but it's 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 pandering to the lowest common denominator of romance. It's not real. It's like, but I've seen it. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> like, I, 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 Even if it just happened the once, yeah, it proves it, it can it, happen. It happened, so... Yeah. And... Yeah, I, I, I love... They've, they've got... A, they've, they've, you've definitely got... You know, if we were... Ooh, that's a good top ten. If we were to ever do the top tens of best on-screen chemistry... Yeah, this is a contender. Yeah, because they've got amazing chemistry. They these do. Two. They do indeed. Amazing. Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're very right there. That's um, a good top ten. Was it Valentine's Day? Hold on, hold on. Just before we, they done the Runaway Bride together, no? Was yeah. Runaway Bride. I haven't seen it. Did the, 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 the magic? Was the magic yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, the magic yeah, was, was still good. there. Good. I, I kind of get scared sometimes when you have a pairing. Runaway Bride's good. I actually, there is one pair. If we are going to do that, I know who my number one are. I think I do. I Literally, because every time they've been, and I think they've done three films together and it worked. Doesn't necessarily have to be a love relationship. We're talking chemistry. Yeah, but, yeah, coincidentally, I can't remember if they were in the, set, in the third film. I think they've done it three times, but each time they go together, they work. They work. So if we're going for that, I have my number one already. <laughs> I've just thought of who my worst is and it was uh, it would be an entry to uh, that that took over from Citizen Kane with Big Picture Film Club <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah I can't believe that shit man how did you not put Citizen Kane on it <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you yeah <laughs> your fault not mine no, I know I know I will never take anything for granted again <laughs> ever ever I'm like he's got my back he's got my back I nope. just remember my reaction was the fuck <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the head turn of he did not he did not and I, that's why my politeness will be my detriment no we all get one shot apiece da, 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 da. no need to argue four people Rushmore's four let's do it no but then it was too late I, I would never make that mistake again in life ever ever <laughs> but yeah Okay, that was my number. <laughs> <laughs> that was your eight? Yeah. Okay, cool. cool. My numero ten. I rewatched this because when I was doing a Netflix search for feel good movies, this came up. And I was thinking, I mean, I'd seen it before. I was thinking, huh? Then I rewatched it. I was like, yeah. Adam Sandler, Big Daddy. Okay. Yeah. It's 
you know what? This is a good film. I don't give a fuck. It's been it's been a, a lifetime it's, for me. It is a good good film. Son, Adam Sandler plays Sonny Koufax. He's he's one of life's perennial losers. He's correct me if I'm wrong. It's the Sprouse twins who are the kid, isn't it? In Big Daddy, Cole Sprouse and his brother. I can't remember his brother. Cole Sprouse of Riverdale. I don't know his brother's name. I think they're Zach and Cody. Ross's kid from Friends. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure Zach and Cody as well. Uh, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. I didn't know there were two of them. Yeah. They're twins. I'm sure it is. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, It is him. Um, But yeah, he's a kid. Cute. Cute beyond belief. And Adam Sandler, as I said, one of life's perennial losers, gets given this... Not given, but like, kid shows up at his door one day... And he doesn't know who the fuck he is. And it turns out that he's Kevin Garrity's child. Now, Kevin Garrity is uh, Adam Sandler's roommate, played by John Stewart, who you all know from The Daily Show, back yeah. when he was trying to have an acting career. It is Colin Dylan Sprouse, just yeah. on the record, yeah. Sorry. So there were two of them. They're twins playing it. No but shit. Both of them swapped over in that, yeah. I had no idea. And they were Zach and Cody. Yeah, sorry. Just had to get that Mad. out. Mad. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Continue with Um So while... John Stewart's character Kevin Garrity is away Sonny has to take it upon himself to look after him now what he does is he actually lies to social services about his identity and then he starts to really bond with this kid and he's like I kind of want to keep him Hmm. Um, so you end up in a place whereby ultimately Sonny is breaking the law because he's yeah 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 yeah, just kidnapping it is weird isn't it it's wrong it's a weird wrong kidnapping and it's all it's funny how perspective is such a powerful thing like when you see it from his point of view it's actually I'm being the best dad I can be here I'm trying to educate him I'm trying to raise him the only kidnapping that's going on is because I have genuinely fallen given a parental love for this kid yeah and we're bonding like a father and son and I like this you know so there's something incredibly sweet about their relationship and I'm a sucker for a father son movie so that's why it's my number 10 cool that's a good chat it's been a while I'd have to to go and check that one again so my number 9 you remember not so long ago when I said I was a sucker for a father and son movie briefly (laughs) so so I've got a father and son movie here okay chef John Favreau, John Leguizamo, very recent movie. Chef. Rob, yeah, Chef. Robert Downey Jr. makes a very brief appearance in Netflix. It. Yeah. Yeah. Hell of a film. Didn't get a chance to Makes you hungry. Okay. Oh, this is a movie you watch it. It's like watching MasterChef. You're like, oh, I'm hungry now. I got the munchies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. Do you know what it is? It, John Favreau plays, as you would guess, a chef in a really, really high end, you know, one of those very snooty restaurants, you know? And there's this new hotshot critic in town played by Oliver Platt. So it's got a good, good side mm. cast to it, too. <laughs> Funnily enough, restaurant owner played by Dustin Hoffman. So there's quite a cast to play here. Um, and the food that John Favreau prepares, he wants to do a revolutionary new menu. And Dustin Hoffman's like, no, we're doing the menu that we serve every night that we've agreed. Not that the food's bad, but it's tried, tested, safe and boring. Yeah. Right? So the um, critic played by Oliver Pratt comes in and basically shreds him a new one, right? His kid... John Favreau's kid basically says you're being torn apart on Twitter what's Twitter and he basically introduces him to Twitter he goes to Twitter war with this guy and says I challenge you to come in again and I'll cook you the meal that I was supposed to comes in again and gets told 
no you're cooking the normal food so he walks out he's like nope fuck it I'm done with this then he finds it actually quite hard to realise he finds he realises it's quite hard to find another job as a chef until his estranged wife who left him who had a brief encounter with Robert Downey Jr he meets up with Robert Downey Jr who likes him so much and he's like here take this food cart and he basically changes this food cart into a street food moving kitchen and he moves around the country selling uh, Cubano's sandwiches which basically ham and cheese yeah. really good ham and cheese and his kids sort of Instagrams tweets documents the whole thing and the following just booms Shit. absolutely booms yeah it's, it's really this is a good one for the millennials because it shows the power of social media when done properly when social media is used on a product that's actually really good quality not just someone who's fame hunting but it's like hey look it's build it and they will come so it's interesting because whereby their relationship starts with them being quite estranged because he's very work focused he doesn't entirely know how to behave with his son this you know summer road trip they do together is he's launching this food truck brings them closer together Remember I said I was a sucker for a father-son movie. Here we go. Nice. It's nice. really, really worth the I look, mate. I will really check that one out. Uh, my number eight. <laughs> because you're not the only one who can be cheesy, right? There was some music I listened to with my mother growing up. And everyone at school gave me shit for it. Then you watch this film and I defy you. I fucking defy you to not appreciate the music of this band and to get out of the bed or out of your seat and sing along because mamma mia. (laughs) Do you know what? If I, I, I'm going to put a hand up and it's You don't like ABBA. No, I haven't Die. seen it. I haven't seen it. What? I've not seen Mamma Mia, either of them. But what I was going to say, if you're looking, and it's been a freaking lifetime, I, I, I have to see if I've got it somewhere, actually. If you do enjoy ABBA music, you have to see Muriel's Wedding. Of course. Okay, right. Of course. <laughs> I'm probably at that. Ah, oh, that, I knew, like... So, I know ABBA's catalogue, thanks to Muriel's Wedding. Yeah, Muriel's Wedding is big, right. mess. Muriel, it's Muriel. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> Mario, that's it. Mario. You're terrible, Muriel. It's Mario. <laughs> yeah. No, Mamma Mia is absolutely fantastic. This, the cast is stellar. Meryl Streep, Pierce Brosnan, Colin Firth, Stellan Skarsgård, and Amanda Seyfried, who I think steals. Uh, oh, and, I've heard and Dominic West. And, but Amanda Seyfried I think steals the fucking show I've heard this I have heard this like without this, seeing it uh, the, the feedback of her the performance girl's got pipes y'all the girl can sing so I know it's like goosebump inducing like oh sh- okay. shit um, but no it's it, what they do which is so wonderful is that there's that almost break clause whereby you're hearing ABBA songs which instantly takes you out. But then the way the ABBA songs are used in the movie brings you back in. But it's not in a way that La La Land does it, whereby, you know, it fe- it's trying to convey a human emotion. This is literally just, let's do some ABBA songs for shits and giggles. But the way they've got the choreograph done and the way it fits into the context of the story they're telling, in some weird fucking way, it just works. Cool. Like, no, 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 it's just one of those films it, that I, it's, it's, it had me I'm not opposed man. to it, but I, I think those around me are opposed to it. 
I've been a massive one, mate. No, it's a timing thing of when to watch it. Mate, it had me smiling from ear to ear. Like... <laughs> when Christine Baranski... It breaks out into an ABBA song. It's like, that is all I need in my life right now. I will check it out. I will check it out. You've kind of pushed it further up the list for me to see. such fun, mate. It is, it's, it's an absolute ABBA cheese fest. But you know what? Meryl Streep sings Dancing Queen. Like, what the fuck more do you need? <laughs> you couldn't invent it if you tried. I get no, it. I get it. You nice. really couldn't. It's so good. Cool. Alright, that was my eight. You're seven. Right, this one is my manager's all-time favourite movie. Oh, shit. And, like, uh, yeah. I, I agree with her as well. It's a good film. Go on. Not a favourite of mine. Dirty Dancing. Okay. Not for you? So, this you- game I've never seen. No! <laughs> oh, my... De- but you saw Roadhouse. If you're going to go Patrick fucking Swayze, you went for Roadhouse. <laughs> I've seen a point, Bray. <laughs> Like, this is the Swayze movie. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, fair enough. It happens. I've it, never it, seen it happens. Dirty Dancing. Like she. Do you know what happened? Oh god. god. Can I admit this? God. Shit. We have admitted worse things to this. <laughs> oh my god. God. Shit. This is bad. Like it's really bad. Do you know what put me off? That's <laughs> so bad. You have to appreciate I was probably 14, 15. Go, it's okay. fine. <laughs> I don't know if I should, it's so bad. No, you started. You've got, unless it's one of those that you want to tell me and then we'll decide if it's going to be edited I'm, I'm after. I'm contemplating. No, I'm fine. I'm not just I trust so, you. So, I was at an age where I was just discovering porn. Um, this was back when everything was a VHS. Yeah? Yeah. And... My parents, my uncle, my like, I don't know, I don't know. Immediate family. Immediate family. The, the, the providers of pornography um, to themselves, not to me, had not yet become aware that I had just got into pornography. This is at a time where you could not go on to Pornhub. Pornhub did not exist <laughs> No, yet. it was a different world back DVDs then. didn't exist yet. It was a very different world. If DVDs did exist, it was a very new thing, and there were certainly but, not any but, porn but DVDs in is, my household. The thing is... Dirty movie... Anyway, dirty. Yeah, but X-rated films... So you think you yeah, that. X-rated films... It, it, it wasn't just click, click. If your parents had that stuff, I'm not saying yours did, I'm not saying mine did. Mine did. Whoever had porn knew to keep it away from kids. It wasn't as just... Like now, Google just allows you to type the word in and you're accessed into it. Yep. It wasn't just, oh, video store, porn, you know. No. <laughs> back case, pull the case, there it is. No, it doesn't exist. Well, it's funny you say that because I think it's one of those things where, you know, yeah, there's adult movies and dirty movies, but, you know, they're... they're when kids are at a certain age, they're not hidden in the most discreet places. They're hidden, but, you know... Ooh. There's obviously a stage where parents realise, okay, shit, yeah, the balls have dropped, he's into this, he's into girls now, <laughs> let's hide the porn, yeah. you know? I'd just got into porn and my parents, or my uncle, whoever the fuck this porn belonged to, didn't, hadn't realised that I'd got into porn. And I was going on a porn hunt. I was going through the porn household. And I was looking everywhere. And all I could, all I could see in... Because uh, I don't know if you remember my grandmother's old house, but in her bedroom there was like, a massive, massive yeah, yeah, cupboard yeah. with all the Disney movies inside, and there was some. There we had all the James Bond movies, and there were some other movies 
which now I know what they are, like Cobra and there was Reservoir Dogs and stuff that I knew I wasn't allowed to watch. But, you know, I was like, I was like I'm on a hunt here. <laughs> I will find some shit. And I'm like, Cobra, is this porn? This is not porn. Reservoir Dogs, is it doggy stuff? No, this is not porn. Dirty dancing. Ooh. I get rid of Eureka! <laughs> and I put it in and I was fast forwarding. I was like, Where's the smut? Where's the smut? Where's the boobs, you know? And he's like, Nope. And I think out of some sort of weird childhood traumatic em- embarrassment, I've never gone back to watching it. Because the only interaction I've had with it has been like, that should have been my first porn. <laughs> it's the weirdest story, I know, but, it, but it's I get real. It. I, I get it, because there were certain films that you thought were worse than they were, because your, your family are like, no, you can't watch that yet. Dirty Dancing, the name kind of gives you that kind of, ooh, is it? There was another film, was it Love Affair, I think, with Warren Beatty or something. It sounds like it's something. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely nothing. So, yeah, I, I get it. No, it's... Do you know the story of Dirty Dust? Fuck all. To me, it's a failed porno. <laughs> <laughs> Twice. Two weeks in a row. I know, I know, I know, I know. So it's my bad. All good, all good. Um, so what it is, is literally... Imagine butlins, but for the wealthy. But? <laughs> <laughs> Center part, all right? Let's take it away. Let's <laughs> Alright, if you want to go there, 15 year old me is here now. I can make anything dirty. No, can't we just? So it's just those places where the entitled go, those country club getaways every summer. Right? And it's all very, you know, like the red coats are all dancing away, and the staff are all very pleasant. However, once the working hours are gone, they're into their own world. The staff who own live in their cabins, once they're away from the public, you see the real them, and they get on with these dancing. It's not dirty dancing. I mean, now I think our eyes are a lot more open. That if she was going to say this is dirty dancing, no, it's not. But <laughs> it wasn't as politically correct. It wasn't what, as because of the time of my life in the lift. Well, just no, just the other dancing that they would, that the staff would get up to, wasn't as butlins approach. You know, it okay. wasn't the very family friendly dancing that you'll see. Better grinding here, you know, but not major grinding to like what we see now. This is why I say pop, drop, time, and lock it. Yeah, it's not. It's nothing like. Save the last dance. If they'd done that shit, you'd be like, whoa. I think they would have had a heart attack. There was people back then. Right. And this is where Patrick Swayze comes in. This is who he is. And what happens is one of his colleagues actually ends up pregnant. So that's his, like, dance partner. And in this... By him? No, no, no. By some other guy completely. They were just friends. People keep thinking... This is what people think. Because he was that kind of Casanova type dude. They think, oh, he's got this girl pregnant. He's a terrible guy. But what's happened in all of this is the young girl, baby, has landed on the other side of town. She's she's now seen what the staff get up to and she's now brought into their world. And she starts trying to become Patrick Swayze's darts partner. Right. And then it's all exploded like, oh, you shouldn't be hanging around these kind of people. So it's that whole kind of shutdown. But it's that fight in four. And then, yes, we come to time of my life and the lift. So it's, it's a kind of society, you know, the upper class and the lower class, and we're better than them, and they shouldn't be doing this. It is a, it is a fun movie to watch. Okay. I, I'm probably not... I'm really, like, jumping into it. I'm sure if I had Maria Theresa here right now, she would give you line for line, bit for bit. Failed but, corner. <laughs> give it a shot, though. But the, I think they've made it one, like, 
2000 version. No, you have to do the Swayze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of if, you can do, if you can do Roadhouse, you can definitely do. Roadhouse is just guilty. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> yeah. That so was your seven. That yeah? was my seven. Six. My number six. A mutual friend of ours, good old Maria. Mm. And I know this, is, this might be a punt. Because I know you've mentioned this film before with Magic, and I've recently caught it, and I can agree. Lost in Translation. Ah, didn't make the list. Great okay. shout. So, fantastic, Lost isn't it? Very, very nice film. Um, she, and this one, again, just like my manager, Maria, very close friend of mine, in the office. And I was like, what's your feel-good movie? She was like, not even feel-good movie. This is my all-time favourite movie. Lost in Translation. This was her film. And I was like, okay. I remembered you bringing this up before and I was like, okay, now, now's the time. I love the fact that my word wasn't good enough for you. You needed me. No, 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 no. It's just, you, <laughs> I need reminders every now and again. No, you, she said it, you came to mind. That says a lot, right? Okay. <laughs> and I, I get it. I get the magic of two strangers. What I loved in watching it was... Two strangers the, in a strange land. Yeah. But it's the way how this friendship built in the most natural yet awkward way yep. you just happen to be next to someone who is it, dare I say was worship but that time has gone yeah and it's like and she's like it's that okay you're saying this but I don't know who you are it was it's so like there's a Netflix film that's come out recently that had the same thing um, Let It Snow I don't know if you've watched it no. very very cheese fest very okay. easy it looks like a TV movie and it was this whole <laughs> he's dropped his phone and this girl's like excuse me he's like oh I don't have time for you right now yeah, and like, no, no, I appreciate you're probably a fan of something, but not right now or something. She's like, no, you dropped your phone. He's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And then the friendship builds, and it's kind of similar to this. It's like they just share a drink, then they meet up again, and they have this very. It's weird because because they don't know each other, it has this kind of blunt sense of humour. Yeah, that builds, and they're like, no, I like <laughs> you. This this is what I need in this world. You're actually giving me something that's missing while I'm out here. And what I also loved was. You have two different sides of loneliness. Mm. You have a loneliness where you are in a foreign land alone, and you kind of realise that even if you had your family, you probably would still be alone because you haven't treated them great. Yeah. And then you've got the other side where you're doing everything possible to get that attention, but the guy's dick. <laughs> and it just builds, and this adventure and journey transcends from that. Is it cheating or not what they did? That's a big question, isn't it? It kind of comes like a foot massage. Yeah. <laughs> do, really. do you know what? And I will tell you something. And I always remember this. One day, they asked me how I was watching it. Maybe I finished school early or I, a day off work. I can't remember what it was or college, but I had really good um, timetables. <laughs> <laughs> Missed those days. And I was watching Loose Women, right? Kind of, I think they had like the view in the states. If anyone's trying to like it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> that that is film porn as well. Let's yeah, be honest. Let's be honest. We all had that. What? Okay, who's yeah. coming? <laughs> this time. Oh, oh, it's a panel. Okay, and um, it's time. <laughs> but they were talking about it's time for lunchtime. Yeah, <laughs> I get a morning cookie. <laughs> really? <laughs> I need to be home more often. Oh no, no, no I'm back to work tomorrow. Um, <laughs> And they were talking about this of what is considered cheating. And someone actually said this thing of, do you know what? I prefer to know that this person slept with someone than, you know, had a one night stand 
And everyone was like, what do you mean? You prefer to have one night stand? They're like, yeah, because sex is sex, right? That's one thing. It can happen in the heat of the moment. But to know that that person can make you laugh more than I could, mm. that person can interact with you in ways that you didn't feel you could get with me, hurts me more. Of course. And when I heard that, I was like, whoa. Even everyone else was like, oh, I get you. And this film kind of has that as well. You kind of have this, mm. mm-hmm. it's innocent, but in the same breath, <laughs> it's innocent but to, to, to quote Cuba Gooding Jr. from Jerry Maguire you shoplifted the booty yeah yeah you know and it, it comes back to that whole pop fiction foot massage thing oh, but completely. the thing is in a way it could have happened with anyone yeah it could have been two guys and I'm not saying this in a you know whichever you could go whichever way orientation wise yeah so, but it's not it's just you happen to have found that in this person at a time of loneliness and that's where it's a difficult one it's a friendship but the fact of the way the friendship is carried out is what makes it a grey area yeah it's how you you go about it you've got female friends I've got female friends sure you know our other halves accept this I accept that she has male friends yeah I thought the way that they showed Japan to be to 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 be in the most densely populated city in the world and yet still manage to feel so alone yeah that's an achievement but I think, it, that I think it shows I think that's what it is is that you have everything around you everything and yet but, you're alone yeah you but can to put that to screen yeah that's a well fucking played. achievement it is well played favourite scene has got to be for good times Make it centaur. Kato, 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 kato. He said, more intense. Are you sure? It seems like he said a lot more. More intense. <laughs> what was the other one? I think he said a line that I, I laughed at, and I'm not sure if I heard it wrong. He was like, I think my Japanese is getting better. We're starting to talk English now. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I was like, yeah, perfect. That, that was that was that was. Tough. He's brilliant, Bill Murray, yeah, isn't he? He is. That was your six. six yeah. Okay, my seven. Uh, yeah, this is a quintessential good love story of feel good when Harry met Sally. Do you know this is a sin that I've not seen. Whoa! Sin. I know the I'll have whatever she's having, but I've never seen it. Whoa! Yeah, but dude, it's so much more than that. Like, no, that- I know. I appreciate that. So you know how Pulp Fiction's got that way of delivering. I, I guess you have to call it surrealist dialogue whereby it's grounded but yet it's beyond reality yeah. when Harry met Sally does a very simple oh spoiler alert this is the first of two times Billy Crystal is on this list okay yeah okay so Billy, I can think of one other film but I don't know if you'd actually yeah mm. but anyway <laughs> so Billy Crystal and pre plastic surgery poor love Meg yeah, Ryan yeah, yeah, oh, God, yeah. she was beautiful I know God, she was beautiful. It's what so did sad with ladies. Like, not even ladies, when people feel they need to yeah. do something to. She was, I think, one of the most beautiful women ever. She was so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so talented. She was so good. Um, but it, it, when Harry met Sally, is, as Charles would have it, a story of when a man meets a woman. And it's just by natural, organic circumstance. They happen to both be taking a. Um, a ride together to I think from one city and they end up in New York they're having 
mild chit-chat along the way, talking about things that you do when you're in a confined space with someone for a while, talking about relationships, talking about sex. There's this weird chemistry between them that it's there, but they don't really talk about it. Then when they get to New York, they've basically established that, yeah, I don't like you, you don't like me, we never need to see each other again. And what's funny is that this movie happens over the course of, I think it's two decades, and it's how they keep running into each other over the course of these two decades. And as they run into each other, each time they run into each other, they spend more time together and more time together, and their relationship does indeed grow. Um, and they do start to become closer and closer and closer. And the movie leads you to a place where you think, are these two actually just the best friends in the world or do they really need to fucking just be together? Um, and then it's, I won't give away the ending as you haven't seen it, but you do leave yourself asking, what's the difference? Mm. Which is kind of wonderful. Also has Carrie Fisher. Ah. Oh. R.I.P. Indeed, indeed. Okay. It's a hell of a film. No, I will check that. I will and it's check. funny, it's heartfelt, it's sincere, it's it's really good. My number six from the Calgary Winter Olympics. Mighty Ducks. No. What am I talking about? Sorry. Mighty Ducks, AJ. I just said winter, snow, snow. Winter Olympics. I know where you're going. I actually didn't make my list shit. Huh? It didn't make my list. Oh you dick, you've let me down here. Because it didn't make my list I either. Know. I remember I had it and it all of this kind of changed it all up. didn't make my list. We'll, we'll, we'll give it I didn't point. go for the one that you think I'm going for. Are you going Eddie? I'm going Eddie the Eagle. <laughs> Only because I thought you were going for cool running. I was, but then the public spoke. Fuck the public. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't mean that. <laughs> Fuck the people. <laughs> okay. Why, I watched Why Eddie over Cool Runnings Simply because you thought I had it But apart from that <laughs> Also we've spoken about Cool Runnings In all of our YouTube podcast yeah, situations yeah. We've spoken about Eddie a lot more Yeah uh, We've spoken cool about Cool Runnings a lot more Eddie I think is a criminally underappreciated And underviewed movie um, You want to talk good chemistry Hugh Jackman Taron Egerton mm. These two Superb there was, there was good chemistry, there was. I can't deny that. This Winter Olympics must have been mad. I know, this is what I always think as well. I'm like, this was a very interesting year. Yeah. You had these shamed guys who've come back as trainers to influence a generation. Okay, and they both made headlines. Neither one. Yeah. Neither of them won gold or anything. But they but made they, headlines. Yeah, they made headlines in really, and passion. Yeah. Let's not deny the passion of Eva. No, absolutely not. What I like about Eddie the Eagle is where it falls with one of your favourite sports movies is that to have that good feeling, you don't necessarily have to win. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's the achievement of getting to where you've got to and still being, in a weird way, considered an equal. Yeah. Even though you're not, but you're being considered an equal and treated like like an equal, and you've got to that stage of equality, which I think is super important. But you've got to that stage of equality just through sheer fucking grit and determination. Yeah. Mum, I'm going to the Olympics. It's really powerful. Yeah, it's really really powerful. And the one thing why I think it falls a bit flat is the confrontation they both have. What is that, Eddie? Don't do it! Don't do it! They'll make a fool of you, Eddie! Don't do it! It's like, well, no, he's got into the Olympics. Just yeah, but just, just go with him. Like, yeah, he's gonna look more of a fool if you're not there. Yeah, yeah. Like this is his dream. Like, 
if you've qualified you mean qualifying yeah like you're in for fuck's sake like huge yeah go with the boy whereas the confrontation in Cool Runnings felt a lot more real yeah no I know what you mean I know exactly what you mean though but no, I, I, I really think Taron Egerton has got one hell of a career ahead of him. Lucky boy. Yes, indeed. Um, so that's my six. Your five? Bridget Jones. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what can you say? I, I always liked Bridget Jones. This one was... I've had a few ladies bring this one up. The other half, Cat, and I can't remember the number. I do ladies apologize. love Bridget. I always remember... I don't know if you've ever read this. And I read it... I think it was just a tad too young when I read it. So there's a few bits I didn't understand, but I understood it a bit later on. The Secret Diary of Adrian Mole. Never heard of it. It's, it's a fun read for a teen boy. Okay. And it's, it's talking about growing up, he talks about all different stuff, Channel 4, and coming in, and like, interaction with his parents and whatnot. And I always remember hearing about Bridget Jones, and I'm like, this is just the female version. Yeah. But Bridget is that touch older, but it's just all the mishaps and the innocence that she has. And what, you, what I love. I mean, Renee Zellweger is pretty much British to me because she just owns Bridget so well. And even after, I was like, my God, no, she's actually American. <laughs> she owns it. And she, she embodies everything that you love. It's just that sweet innocence. The weight change she went through. I know. Jesus fucking Christ. I know. It's, it's like, she insane. became Krispy Kreme's friend. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, she is just your everyday woman. Just going. Obviously, there's a few. Is there a part of you as a British person that gets a little bit offended? Where it's like, oh, that's how the Americans view us. So they're going to take skinny little Renee and make her chubby chubby, and that's how they see British women. But oh, do you know what it is, though? I'm not that saying they're wrong. Pop, that, that uh, pop, but let's be honest. People come in different shapes and sizes. Sure. And you have that. But the a stereotypical British lonely woman. But then, office worker but then most women whether it be British American or anything feel how Bridget looks <laughs> no 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 no, no. strong statement no, from my man Phil bear with me on this how many women do you know as much as you will say you are stunning what is wrong with you I need to do some weight Anya <laughs> no, but you, you get what I'm saying. I need to you call my missus in for a female opinion. You worship on this. And they're like, oh, I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy with that. So as much as it, that's okay. That's what she looks like. Yeah. Mentally, most women can relate to it because they've all felt that way. Okay. And I think that's where I didn't even take it as a, this is how the US sees us. No, no, I'm not saying I'm taking it that way. I'm posing the question to you and to the silver screen dude. Is one offended because of the way it's being portrayed no, I, I never was okay I never was but then I suppose I'm not the white female demographic to probably not Bridget. no but I, I don't but again ladies love Bridget you just said it yourself they do so I don't think they've seen it I, I think there's that relatability she is a bit more klutzy than the average woman that either of us know but then that's what you do you just amp it all up it's just those bits of every time I do my best how do I just fuck up yeah. <laughs> and it is just that innocence behind it and then it is that point some may disagree but we, I think we've all had that kind of you're torn between two people the 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 the, 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 the knight in Chinama who is actually a tosser and tinfoil as they say or the, the, the tosser and vanilla dude who actually does make you happy do you know what I like as a man about watching that 
that scene makes me feel so tough. <laughs> it makes me feel so tough watching Hugh Grant and Colin Firth fight. I don't care who you are. If you're a man going that, you go, yeah. And you, it's good to watch that scene with your, your missus, because even if she's never seen you fight, and God knows my missus has only seen me fight, you know, online, yeah, you know, yeah. professionally. She's not seen me in a street fight ever, thankfully, and I hope that never happens, but... She, you must have that level of reassurance where your missus turns and goes, I'm safe with you. <laughs> yeah, she kind of tucks into you a bit more, isn't it? That kind of just gets a bit tired. The head goes on the chest and she's like, I love you. I'm like, I know you because I'm not a sissy like that. <laughs> is, that a, is that very traditional? Like, kind of put them up, say, put them up. Yeah, Marquis of Queensbury Rolls. Eh? Slap, slap. Yeah. Come on, gentlemen, poor villain type, kind of, yeah. Oh, no. She's like, but even what he says when he's like outside <laughs> exactly should I should I bring my pistols or my my dueling pistols or my bayonet <laughs> no 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 it was my sword or my dueling pistols <laughs> outside come on exactly. outside yeah. it's not like do you want to take this outside come on outside it's just like come on right I've had enough outside <laughs> what do you mean yeah. outside outside <laughs> it's so because like it's the most Gentleman it's, anger that you could ever pick. And the kid's little eh, eh. <laughs> and the, the mincy punches on each other. <laughs> and when they put each other in, it's like, no, you let's go. No, ouch, get off. No, ouch, that's not fair. Get off me. <laughs> do, you know it, do you know It's not related, but it is. Another one that makes you feel good is when you had the. Um, have you seen Friends? Have you gone back on it? Yeah, of course. When they do the um, Who's Stronger Between Chandler and Ross? And they go for the arm wrestle. And it's like... And no one fucks it. It's just this kind of... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm better than that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, but no, you're right. It, that is classic. Based on what we're saying, I'll pass this as a feel-good, definitely. It is, it has all those moments you do. Of course it And does. even that, that last moment when it's like... He's read the diary and you're like, oh, fuck. And she's like, no, no, no. It's like... I put her in your <laughs> No, I love it. You've got, you've got to love a bit of Bridget. That was your five, yeah? Yeah. My five is my other Billy Crystal movie. This is a film I know for a fact you and me adore. And more I've thought about it, more I'm questioning, how the fuck has this not come up more on our podcast? And I think it's just because we've both forgotten that it exists. And that I know the moment I'm going to see it, we're going to be like, Yeah! Go, because there's one Billy Crystal film that's in my head, but I haven't seen it. Analyze this. Motherfucker. Yeah. Right. Do you know do you know why? And this is funny. You know we talk about sometimes, I think we had this debate with Anne, mainly off mic, the product of the follow-up. Oh analyze yeah. that. No, 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 no. Analyze that was the biggest heap of shit oh. that it left such a sour taste. This gets disrespected. Analyze this was hilarious masterful hilarious oh, that film yeah so good every penny that film made was earned yeah. it was I mean that's why I went for number two that's of course because you, but you just but I, that has got to be one of the DVD I think I watched that movie so much that I actually wore out the DVD and I had to rebuy it I understand I mean that film was it, out of nowhere Billy Crystal I'm sorry people say that he was born to play Harry no Billy Crystal was born to play a psychotherapist yeah all day long and Robert De Niro oh guess what he's in a gangster role cool 
perfect. Do you know what? He's good at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, it's just so I love the fact that because you know, there's it's that two sides, isn't it? Gangsters are not good people, but it would take a gangster to say to a psychotherapist, "What? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, yo, that." So, yeah, why am I here this late? Dad, just listen, just listen. I had a dream, right? So, I had a dream, and I'm waking up from bed, and I go, I, I go down to the kitchen, and I get some milk for the baby, and I look at the milk, and it's black. And then, off screen, Tommy, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Charlie's like, oh, that's fucking weird. Hey, hey, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> anyway, Dad, 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 the fuck does that black milk mean? I don't know, what does that mean to you? Well, this is what I'm paying you for? Saying shit back to me, I can get Jolly to do that for me. Jolly, come back! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that other one where he's like, yeah, so, yeah, Doc, I had this problem, you know, I, I couldn't get it up last night. You, you couldn't get it up with your wife? No, 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 no. I was with my girlfriend and I couldn't get it up. Sorry, I don't understand. You, you have you have girlfriend? Yeah, I have a girlfriend, but you have a wife. Yeah, that's the mouth that kisses my kids to bed the night. What, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> That line out of my head, though. That was the one I was going to draw for, but you actually explain. Yeah, they were, and you're like, good problem. Yeah. Yes. You, you get some shit. You do that. You don't want your kids to feel. Yeah, you know. Or that other fucking moment where you roll reversal, Sim, and he's like, let's not talk about my dad. No, let's talk about your dad. How about your dad? No, this isn't the right time. I think this is a very good time. Look at the reaction. What does that mean to you? Hey, I'm getting pretty fucking good at this. <laughs> Now, now that's chemistry. Those two, that fucking chemistry. Do you know what I love is when he became he he got caught up in the mob life, and he oh became, so good. But you, I'm his consigliere. What? I'm, I'm his consigliere. <laughs> never enter, never correct me in public. <laughs> he just owned it. But when he drops the lines, he's like, hey, you know, to some I've been known as Slappy the Seal, Elmer the Fudge. <laughs> But some people call me the fucking doctor. <laughs> that was it, yeah. Oh, Elma the Fud. <laughs> oh, mate. No, I'd have to watch that. It's been a while. Yeah. No, I, I, that made me watch tonight. <laughs> yeah. I made me watch that tonight. Mate, it is superb. Yeah. It is two un- the unlikeliest of people becoming friends. Yeah. And he takes a bullet for him at the end. Yeah. You know? How can that not make you feel good? No, you, yeah, you got me there. Yeah. You got me on one now, you're right. It, and I'll say the question to you again, between you and me. How the fuck have we not spoken about this film more? I don't know. I, I legit don't know. It, and we're both like guilty. How has it gone from our minds like it, that? It's It's been, like, when you said, as I said. What did you, you think said, I was going for? Monsters Inc.? No, City Slickers. Which is I haven't seen it. I've never seen it. But that's what I think Billy Crystal I picture that. When he was like, we both love it, I'm like, does he think I've seen City Slickers? And you're like, I know. And then you said Anna, like, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. Like, no way, I forgot that. I honestly. Bro, we both have. For yeah. like two years, I don't think we've spoken about this film. I don't think we have. No. Nope. I don't think we have. I'm trying to think if I. No, I can't. I can't if, and if I did, I can't remember when. Unless it was on the throwback or some shit like that. I don't, no. I don't think time wise it would be right. Nope. Weird, mad, huh? Weird. That's got to be one of our favourites. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think this is one of the few. Yeah, in, in the, as I say, the early stages of the yeah. where we would tell everyone like, you need to see this fucking film. Yeah. Wow. 
Right? Played. There's a throwback for played. you. Played. Right. Well played. That was my five. Your four. My number four, coincidentally, nearly didn't make the list, but saw it on TV today with the other half before I made my way to you. Now, go and on. then again, Cat, who seems to be owning this list. <laughs> right? I see that the people are giving <laughs> you a good shout. This no, is a cat's list. No, it's not. It's not, not at all. Cat and Maria. And Maria Teresa. And a lot of ladies. Most ladies with... Bridget and pretty. You're saying only ladies that feel good movies? I, I work around and I have a lot of mo- Hey, nice in there. And <laughs> the coming. Father of the Bride. Never seen it. Bro, it was on Channel 5 today. You missed Fuck. it. Fuck. <laughs> you missed it. It, it. it has. It's it's so comedic, but it's also very heartwarming because you're, you're seeing a man just sitting there talking about parenthood. Yeah. The, the bond that you have with your child, and the, the whole film just shows how tight-knit they are mm. and it's been a while for me and just catching it I, I was so gutted I had to leave I was like babe I'm so sorry I have to leave now I'm loving it but it was the warmth that he has for his baby girl mm. he's, he's in his factory and he's forever watching the time and he's all over the place I'm sorry I bumped into you yeah, but my daughter's back today and you know it's been a while she's been away for 11 months and she, she's coming back and then he gets an announcement over the tunnel like he looks at someone and she announces over the tunnel George she landed safely he's like oh thank god and he's rushing off to the airport he's rushing home to meet her no he's rushing home to meet her he doesn't go to the yeah. airport and he's talking and it's just family life here's something go do you remember Jazz? yeah of course hot okay do you know who she's married to? who she married to? the star of this film not the star of the film but the young boy in this film Kieran Culkin stop it she is yeah. how'd she pull that? I don't know. I just one day I happened to see she's had a kid. I'm putting them like my little congratulations, and I'm just looking at the picture. I'm like, this kid, this guy looks like Kieran Culkin. And I'm like, fuck, he is Kieran Culkin. It was Shit. so weird, yeah. But he, young Kieran Culkin's in this, yeah. And he's there. we are talking about the same jazz, redhead, hot. I don't think she had red hair, but yeah, hot. She, she yeah, jazz was hot stuff. I'm not afraid to admit that. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, yeah, so, you know, the, the family is sitting at the table and he, it's just family stuff. He's like, oh, now that Annie's back, what can we do? He's like, oh, this Tuesday there's a Mets game and stuff like that. And like, oh, yeah, we'll go to this. And then their Paul Simon concert. Yeah, that's cool. Let's get some tickets. It's just real family life. And you can see she's like, yeah, that, that's cool. That's cool. And Diane Keaton plays the wife to, um, not Martin Sheen, Martin, oh, what's his name? My God, I complain. Bowfinger. Oh, Steve Martin. That's it. Fuck's sake. Steve Martin. I was like Martin Martin. That's his surname. That's why. And they're, they're looking and they can see something. She's like, "Oh, um, so while I was away traveling for a year, oh, I met yeah. this guy in Italy. He's American. And he's American. Yeah, you know, that's how she starts off, and it's and we're getting married. And then it's like his whole world has dropped. Him. What? What do you mean? Who is this guy? How would I? How could you not tell us? What do you mean? This is too soon. And you can see, you know, from caring dad of everything to defensive dad like who, who's this man entering my daughter's life and it's just building and into something else <laughs> <laughs> yeah we won't get into that more film <laughs> like there we go and it's just this whole build up of having to accept your kids growing up and appreciating people coming into their life it, it is really heartwarming it's, it's yeah. a nice one it is a nice one mate that's on my to see list by all means by all my means. number four I mean one man who defies feel who defines feel good. Of course, he was going to make it on. Funnily enough, Billy Crystal's best friend, Mr. Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire. Nice, nice. So I will be honest. Is this the only one? Did I tell you I was a sucker for a father-son film? 
Maybe. Just maybe, give us maybe. a father-son and father-daughter film. Yeah, a, a, a father in it. A, a good father figure. Mm. Brilliant father figure. Is this the only Robin Williams? Uh, why do I have to check my list from my number four? But yeah, yes. Hook nearly made mine. That's why. Hooks feel good. Hooks hook, 100% hook, hook, hook feel good. was there, mm. but then... Father movie. No way. <laughs> it was true. It's true. It was, it was at that point, and then someone got back to me, and I was like, oh, you fucker. This, this was the only one on my list. Right. For me. And I was like, okay, off you go. <laughs> off you go. But Hook's yeah. been around enough for you. Recently. It's not getting that true. No, no, no. It's been but around. It, it's, it's come up recently it's come up a few times mm. I, I think that's why it's lingered in my head again I think I need to rewatch it it's been a while yeah Julia Roberts Mrs. Doubtfire but yeah you've heard me wax lyrical about this numerous times story of a voice actor who's I guess between him and the wife he's the fun one but yeah. his fun comes at her detriment whereby she's always cleaning up his mess as far as the family's concerned it's, you need a touch more seriousness as a parent yeah. yeah and it gets the boiling point where she wants a divorce from him because she can't carry on living that way obviously that devastates him devastates the kids but because he's shown that he can't be self-sufficient his kids effectively get limited time to see him each week and that pushes him to take on using his voice talent to see how they're building everything in using his voice talent and using his relatives who are working in the film industry to build him prosthetics and all that he works his way into being the nanny and that's the only way he can find enough time in the day to see his kids but by living this lie aside from the fact that it's bad that he's living a lie but by living this lie it actually makes him become better as a person it makes him become better as a father it teaches him life skills he didn't have have before it gives him a greater sense of responsibility over the family but then now it's a catch-22 isn't it because now he's at a place where him being the real dad he wants to get back into the children's lives and they're like well no we've got Mrs. Doubtfire now yeah. we've got you already subtext yeah <laughs> it's that kind of Clark Kent Superman thing isn't it where yeah. Lois likes one but feels for the other and it's like mm-hmm. but yeah and then of course you've got the god he was good looking in this the very good looking Pierce Brosnan I was going to say the second time Pierce Brosnan's on your list as well yeah 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 my god he was handsome in this oh he's a dashing dude <laughs> fuck me like, he's a dashing dude I understand like <laughs> I was at um <laughs> but I, it was this girl I was seeing for a while and she told me about a party which she was at with a load of her friends and there was guys trying to pick them up and apparently Pierce Brosnan showed up and all like the ladies like a bunch of meerkats on the African surrogacy were just like ha <laughs> and apparently the guys kept trying it on with them and the girl who I was seeing turned around to one of the guys and said boys that's James Bond fuck off (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah in in a nutshell yeah (laughs) it's like how do you fuck with that like he was so handsome it was ridiculous that's a line though that is a line that's James Bond fuck off (laughs) run away now children no but you've literally just been castrated there oh yeah, yeah yeah like there is no coming back from that but yeah, Robin Williams playing a father in one of his best roles where he actually showed a huge spectrum of talent with all those different voices. So funny. Yeah. Your number three. My number three. This is the main man who picked this one. Denzel? 
<laughs> you know he's on speed dial. <laughs> oh, Yo, man. Denzel, favorite feel good movie? American Gangster, motherfucker. My man. You don't like he, that? He, man on fire. He, My man. <laughs> exactly. He's been in the studio with us a good few times. I'm talking zany. I'm zany. This is favorite film and feel good movie. And at first I was like, is it feel good? And I was like, no, it does have that element. Into the Spider Verse. I'll let you take this one. I don't see so, this. I, I at first was like, do you, do you not? But it's, do you know what it was? It's the growing pains. The building of, you've witnessed the ultimate hero pass. Yeah? Um, Peter Parker. Yeah. Then you've got all these different elements. Oh, yeah, sure. King King Fat Out kills him, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And then all these heroes have come in from all these different universes who are well-established heroes. And it's got this comedy element and it is kind of dark and it's got this superhero part. But it's Miles Morales actually building that and finding that strength and courage to become Spider-Man mm. and that that pillar there. And I was like, at first I was like, pick another one. And I was like, I sat down and analysed and I was like, I get point. it. I get it. Good point. My ultimate problem with Into the Spider-Verse and this shows how much of a problem it is because fuck me Into the Spider-Verse is a good film right. holy shit it's a good film um, however good that film was and however good Miles Morales is Peter Parker Spider-Man yep. bro I live I, by that you know me I don't care and now when we've seen a version of Miles Morales this good put to screen and that feeling is still there it all of these fanboys are like oh no but we want to see Spider-Man 2099 or Spider-Man of the Future or Scarlet Spider or Miles Morales it's like guys you'll never win you'll never win Peter Parker is Spider-Man Bruce Wayne is Batman Clark Kent is Superman and this is where see if you follow me on this I fear for where the MCU wants to go next yeah me too because we're saying we have a new and all of it will sound like we're Stone Age men, right? I'm not sure we're ready for a black Captain America. I'm not sure if we're ready for a female four. Like, no, I'm not. A, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not that I have a problem with them. Me have a problem with Anthony Mackie? Hell no. No. I've got over that problem. He was puppeted up for a long time and then I, I forgave him. Joe, Joe, Joe. That was fine. I, me have a problem with Natalie Portman? Never, never ever. Never. However, <laughs> in the roles that you're asking him to fill, those are big boots it's like even if we're going to go back to the film that you hate and I love right Civil this th- no Batman Forever, Forever. right okay. I like Chris O'Donnell as Robin yes we yeah. agree on that I like Val Kilmer as Batman yeah now could you ever tell me that we had that universe expanded yeah mm-hmm. and we went through the whole Batman has his back broken am I ready to see Chris O'Donnell Robin become Batman in no. the next two films Nightwing, never yes. Yeah, Nightwing by all means because it's an evolution of the character but there was that point where Dick Grayson done that part I am not ready for you it could, be, future, it could be a segment it could be a segment of a film that you covered for him he's recovered the real Batman's back but you cannot tell me the next film oh by the way Dick Grayson's going to be Batman fuck you to hell sorry <laughs> no, but you get what I'm saying yeah, yeah. but I, I, I appreciate it for what it was and I saw the percent but hashtag Parker is Spider-Man yeah I, yeah, I could say they're not my Spider-Man, but that sounds. I prefer your one because it's less offensive to Miles. Yep. Miles is good. Miles is good. But Parker but is Spider-Man. You know, multiverse, my universe, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. It just 100%. Doesn't it doesn't change. That another will not universe, change. You can be who you want. That will not change for me ever. I'm with you on that. So that was your three. Yeah. My three, The Breakfast Club. 
Aha! For the reasons that you've heard me say before, the fact that this movie is the quintessential what happens when you put five very, very different people in a room. Yep. They come close together. The Brat Pack, played by Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, Ali Sheedy, Emilio Estevez, Anthony Michael Hall, all representing the different sects of American stereotype high school students. They shouldn't get along. There's such different people with different morals on the surface. Put them against the common quote-unquote evil, they come together. Yeah. They all s- sudden start to bond. What happens when human beings bond? Human beings open up to each other. What happens when they open up? You realise that there's a lot more than what you see on the vapid jock jacket, um, makeup face surface mm. you see there's a real human character under there and when you see that human character it brings them closer even more close together and that makes you feel good the fact that people in a room for a prolongated period of time if they don't kill each other will yeah. come together yeah no I'm down and it's still my to list my to see this but fuck fuck I had to put it out there you're number two so, this one climbed the list very high. This is my assistant manager, Abby, who quoted it. She had this and... You're, you haven't got any Lindsay Lohan, do you? I know where you're going, but no, I haven't okay. got any Lindsay Lohan. She went with the parent trap as well. But I this one, that's not where I thought you were going. No, this one... Oh, yeah, that could also have worked. Yeah, fuck yeah. But this... So, we went... There was a Lindsay Lohan, but she said this is probably the film she would lean to more that she knows. Like myself, it was my all-time favourite she went with Back to the Future Part 2 as the better film but Back to the Future was her feel good movie and I said you know what I'd agree with that yeah yeah I was like yeah it's the better film but yeah this is a feel good movie one is better than two for me (laughs) funny do you know what I don't know how often you get a chance to play back yeah uh, these episodes it's kind of hard one we're researching films we're combining this we have life but that was one of the things that I remember you were saying I have, you, have you done three yet? Mm-mm. you were like I've done one and two and I'm like yeah, alright you have to see three but yeah this was kind of the combo we had a year ago and here we are again Back to the Future has made the list again um, it's it's I, all good I, I, mean, I love two, two. I, I love two for the futuristic feel that it had the shoes yeah the shoes the shoes <laughs> The hoverboard. The hoverboard. The proper hoverboard, yeah. not on fucking wheels. We said that again last year. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, Sigmas have wheels and a hoverboard. Shut up. <laughs> but no, everything about number two. I just love that futuristic film. That it, it, it really caught me. But number one is a very good self-contained movie in itself that didn't need. It didn't necessarily need a sequel. And it has it, it it has the good feels for you. I think it has what I love about all Back to the Future for me specifically is our era of growing up. Yeah, that that you can't take you can't take it away. Then there's the element of time travel, and I, all of these stuff just grabbed me. And it has its own little pocket. So come on, Chris, what's it, Christopher Lloyd? Can yeah. you really ever picture Christopher Lloyd and say no? I, I don't feel good. This guy is comedy. Oh. Jay Fox yeah. Michael, J- Michael J. Fox was that guy yeah. he is that guy uh, late 80s early 90s Teen Wolf Back to the Future um, Homeward Bound Homeward Bound yeah there's so much stuff he's just delivered for us as kids and big stuff man big stuff and 
again I think it's one of those films that we don't have to go how many times go back go yeah, back yeah, yeah. it's in the list it's like going back meeting your parents just saving time and adjusting time yeah it's big stuff my number two I'm not going to dwell long on not just because we don't have much studio time left but because we spoke I mean this movie everyone knows and everyone has seen Ed Nauseam Forrest Gump nice of course nice yeah for sure do you know what I always like about Forrest Gump and it's funny that it hasn't made my list enough right Forrest Gump I've seen once but I, it's one of those films I can picture scene for scene it had such an impact on me the one time I've seen it and I've always, I have a lot of respect for Forrest Gump you have to it's a perfect start to end story it's it's it, yeah you've got that love story with Robin Wright and just give me Robin Wright and everything I love Robin Wright um, but no his his everything from when he's growing up with those wonky legs and he's a social outcast and his mother teaching him laugh is like a box of chocolates to him learning to run and becoming a track star to him going to war and meeting and you know the, his relationship with Bubba and then losing yeah. Bubba in the war and then coming back and keeping his promise to Bubba and opening a shrimping boat and then Lieutenant Dan played by Gary Sinise who comes and helps him out because they had a promise little things like that I made you a promise and I'm here to keep it how can you not hear that and feel good yeah you know and then the the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company gets so big that he you know the money starts flying in and then it's how he you know there's those little social pop references which influences the world around him when he's running shit and the guy's like yeah oh man you just stepped in a big pile of shit it happens what shit sometimes or <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> or like the happy face t-shirt you know when he, he gets just wants like, to yeah, yeah it's a happy face you know how, to, how can you not smile yeah, at that no, 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 it's true. It, you know even down to paint all the time he's going on going despite all those things I still thought of Jenny you know how can that not warm you to your core now the cynical side of me is like Jenny was a cunt (laughs) absolute bitch absolute bitch she uses him when she needs emotional support then she disappears without a trace she gets pregnant in some sort of weird pity fuck gesture and then she's but then there's even that question everyone even still questions it was it his kid like it just it's so random out there and then out of the blue she sort of called him in and be like hey that's your boy is he and yeah that's the sweet moment too is he is he you know and he's, he doesn't want to say the word stupid because yeah. he's been raised not to and she's like no 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 he's really intelligent but then she dies and it's like bitch yeah. fucking bitch you've been messing with this guy his whole life and it's like oh thanks Forrest look after the AIDS baby for me it's like yeah, yeah fuck you <laughs> like but even do you know what even that signs of parenthood after even that warms you of course it, it does so warming Forrest I'll be waiting right here I love you, Forrest. I love you too, Dad. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It is. It is. That is a very, very good shout. All right. Worst? I didn't really go for one. I was thinking, do you, can you really do that on a feel good? Bridesmaids. Elf. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Are you going to put me on the spot? Yeah. <laughs> You're really going to put me on the spot? Yeah. Don't miss a beat. Fuck you, Farrell. <laughs> I will do this at all points. Yes. Yeah. Fair you're, enough. So you're number one? So number one, the missus went for it. 
I think you've probably gone for it. This one, so many people quoted it. I was like, you know what, fuck it, you're number one. For that reason, that most people that I mentioned it were like, yeah, love actually. Of course, <laughs> all day long, love actually. <laughs> Nothing touches this film. Like, every year I rewatch it for Christmas, this year I rewatched it for this list and for Christmas, it's untouchable. I, I, it's funny that I didn't, I haven't watched it, but um, I, I, I quoted it. Made me laugh. I, I quoted it for someone. I can't remember what it was, but someone pointed at you. It was said like a you or something. I was like, you know what that always reminds me of. And they're like, what? I was like, that it's it's heartwarming but heartbreaking at the same time. When that kid singing Mariah Carey, she's like, all I want for Christmas is you and, and this yeah, guy's life. And, you, and, you, and, and it's like, and you and you and he's like, oh. fuck. <laughs> I mean, it ends nice in the end, but that scene, you're just like, <gasps> oh. <laughs> yeah. When Colin goes to America, and yeah. when he's saying goodbye to his friend at the airport, look out, America, Colin's coming, <laughs> and he's got a massive knob. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely floors me. No, but I think this film deals with love, and it shows the complexity of love. It shows the sacrifice. And people, actually, do you know, I'm not going to list every single different love story because we'd be here forever then. Um, But I want to pick up on all the points which people are often cynical about. Mm. The two of them being, why is it called love actually when there's literally a husband who cheats on his wife? Right? Love is fucking complicated. It's not as simple as just husband, wife, therefore because society says have to be in love. He never stops loving her. He regrets deeply what he does, like we all do if we make the dirty deed, right? The love facet in that story isn't him being a cunt, which he is. It's the fact that she finds the love in her and in the investment she's made in him and in the family to say you, you, you prick but I still love you that shows that despite being hurt to your core love prevails that's why it's in the love actually story it's about her not what, about him what, what love do you know what it is and it's really funny is that love actually is that's, that's what it is yes. and it, what this film does is shows you the different ways it doesn't have to as you said it's not just husband and wife let's take the it's been a while so bear with me the failed musician it's not for all the women he's had and everything no, the love that brilliant isn't he Bill, Bill Nye so good kids don't do drugs get really famous and then people will buy them for you for free <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah it's all of that, that you know for all the women in the world, it's just that friendship yeah. that's love self love the traditional love. But these it's, are all the ones which are obvious. It was the two ones which people are cynical about. No, but this one like, touched on it, the one. It, it touches that, you know, self-love. So it's that, yeah, for... Yeah. You've got the traditional love there, but it doesn't have to be that. Appreciating yourself is one. 100%! Yeah. The other one I want to touch on is Kira Knightley's story. Because the cynics here will be like, Oh, but that's his best friend! He's literally trying to steal her! No. It is his best friend... And that's what's so complicated about it. It's not like this is a fucking choice. This film is in that, with that particular story, is trying to say, look, we do believe that of all the different ways of falling in love, love at first sight, 
could be a thing. What the movie's implying here, I think, is that he's never taken action of pursuing her because he does have that respect boundary. Yeah. He's like, this is my best man. I, I can't do this, you know? But it's eating me up inside and it's breaking me as a human and it's killing me and it and I hate myself that it's killing me because this is my best friend oh but what about the scene where he goes up to the door it's, and she kisses him she cheats on him it's more complicated than that he's doing it because he needs because up until that moment he's never had the opportunity to express his honesty it's, it's like any good healthy communication the moment you've said it it's like therapy for fuck's sake the moment you've got something off your chest it's like a weight is off your shoulders that you don't have to carry around and why does she kiss him because that is just a show of outright human fucking respect it's the fact that wow you put your emotions on the line for me like that and you said things that were ultimately so sweet knowing that I'm not going to act on it because I'm very happily married and I appreciate why you're doing this and you're doing it for closure and I admire you as but a you human know, being he, for that. There was, there's a few bits behind it. It was very... You almost have to appreciate the childhood aspect of it. That he had that very I hate you. You know when boys like girls they would be yeah. a girl. And then it was... Remember, that it was that side so it was the childhood side of love. It also had the apology. Yeah. That scene also has an apology. Because she saw a video and was like, but you hate me, why have you only filmed me? That part, I think, is the only part that I think was a bit freaky. Like, you're an important cameraman and all you've done is focus on this woman. That was wrong. You can look at it that way if you want. I just found it a bit weird. It's just an elaboration of the fact that he's also in love with this woman during her wedding. I get it. That's wrong too. The whole thing is wrong. Had it been edited, you could see he was editing and it was that way. That's one thing. Mm. But it was like, dude, if if your mate had asked for the copy of this video, what the hell were you going to show (laughs) it? That, that, that you know it wasn't it wasn't editing and that part I was, I was like what but in the grand scope of it and as you said it was that therapy because after the kiss and after the door shuts and he walks away he goes he's done I'm done it was closure yeah I get it and it it, it it has these warming elements and as you said it's just different aspects it's love isn't just one thing yeah. and that film shows it all it really does and I don't know because when you do break it down cynically it's a you could look at it as man falls in love with his best friend's wife man cheats on his wife man loses his wife and is broken and has to take care of his stepchild who in turn is also heartbroken like it's fucking depressing on some level and yet and yet it manages to make you feel so fucking good because it reinforces that it's the yin and yang, isn't it? You cannot feel the pure, wonderful bliss of love without feeling all the shit that goes with it. And that's why it's complicated. Yeah. And that's why it's so fucking powerful. Agreed. I love that film. I big, fucking big. love that film. Big, big, big. Okay. That's that. Indeed it is. Okay. So, Love Actually is on the list. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, that's one that we can't deny. Mm-hmm. I'd make a shout for Analyze This. I wanted to. I wanted to. I was thinking that. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm thinking comedy. I'm just trying to... Don't get me wrong. I, I, I instantly took it. Where's the, it's just comedy feel good, isn't it? It's just a comedy feel good. Analyze This. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. 
I'll give you that. Is the toss up between that or when Harry met Sally? Which you haven't seen, I appreciate. It's a hard one. It's a hard one. See, now we have a lot of parentals. Because I was going to yeah. go Father of the Bride, but we've also got. We've got Big Daddy, we've got Chef, we've got Mrs. Doubtfire. What a lot. Okay. I'm down to two. But this is where it gets a bit difficult. Right. I think. Oh, sorry. We've also got Mamma Mia. Okay. Mother and daughter. Mm. And it's a musical. It adds uh, that extra element to it. I tell you why I wanted to go Father of the Bride. I believe there is enough exposure on Big Daddy, Father of the Bride, um, Big Daddy, Mrs. Doubtfire, and what was the other one you had? Chef. See, that's the other one that I was. That's the, these are the two I'm torn between. Chef and Father of the Bride. Now I'm using the lead to Father of the Bride. I've seen one. You haven't seen one. I you yeah, seen one. I haven't seen it. one. This is where it's difficult. Toss a coin. <laughs> very much, very much, because there is no way of describing. Do you have a coin? <laughs> I can get a coin. Do you know what? Do you know this one online? You know, coin toss. Literally. <laughs> Just do it. Google. I don't have a coin directly with me. Uh, we'll leave those for now. And then we'll go for the fourth spot, and then we'll decide. Well, we'll go for the third spot, and then we'll decide which one goes in. Um, see the ones for me. Pretty Woman is quite strong. Pretty Woman is fucking strong. That's yeah. Oy. Okay, screw it. <laughs> it sounds like it's in. Yeah, but there's this little thing ringing in my head, which is Mamma Mia. It's a musical. How often do we? I mean, if you were to talk feel list. good. Do you know what? Grease nearly made mine. There you go. Yeah, but then I. Do you know the same way you said? Um, who was it you said to the bit of a cunt? A bit of a cunt. Scott yeah. Mendelson. No, stop it. That was that's enough. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, one of the films you were saying. I can't remember which one it was, and I agreed with you that like that person is a bit of a dick, but he wasn't the main part of the film. So then that's it's really feel good. Whereas Danny Zuko's too much in the film, and I was just like, I. I I watched Grease recently I would have done it for the film good and I was like I really don't like Danny <laughs> it hurt me there's a lot of shit like that when you rewatch as an adult you're like this person's a prick yeah rewatch Peter Pan that shit will warp you amazing do you know what made wow. it worse is that when I started reading into stuff and I was like do you know it kind of put me off Travolta as well because Grease Lightning was meant to be sung by Jeff Conway but yeah. he made all this thing that no it should be him and I'm like Dude, you had it for ever song. What would Chris Lightning have hurt with? Yeah. Get the guy to take a lead one. Yeah. Oh, mate. Anyway. Oh. It is the song, to be fair. It is the I song. Mean, Chris, Chris Lightning, yeah. But oh, I don't know, Summer Love. What? Chris has got a lot. Summer Loving, one on one. Chris Lightning. You are supreme. You're just a crew. Oh, Chris Lightning. Anyway, that's. I actually have anyway I'm not going to get into it uh, you're the one that I love ooh, one that I want what did I say one that I love did I? yeah I meant one that I want <laughs> okay oh mate oh well so, so I mean what, what, what what's actually the fight here we've got a musical we've got what else so then by that we've got a then, musical we've got a, so then in that vein we're eliminating if we were to go with it mm. that means eliminate chef or father of the bride in, vain, in order for um, 
Mamma mia. I would have... Okay, let me say this. I'll eliminate Chef. I'll eliminate Chef. Chef for me, I'm happy to eliminate. I'll give, I, I will sacrifice for the bride. Do you know what? I'm reading this. I'm not going to read it out loud because obviously that's what we're about to do. But I'm reading this. This list just looks really fucking appropriate. Like, just have a read of it. It just reads well. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, it's warming, comedy. <sighs> Fuck it, empowering and musical. These yeah. are all the elements of feel good. Uh, uh, yeah. It like, really like, reads like, well. The only thing I might swap would be that for Mrs. Doubtfire. That would be the only thing. Which one? The, the second one, yeah? Yeah, maybe. See, with that, but then that's where I'd still fight you for um, Father of the Bride, if I had to. No, leave, I'd leave that on there. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I think that it doesn't, it, it hasn't passed the test of time like Mrs. Doubtfire is immortal. It isn't. Okay, I'll give you that. Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore of feel-good movies. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> Neither of us said... I, I nearly had Home Alone too, but anyway. Our first entry is... Love Actually. Our second entry is... The Dark. Analyze this. Our third entry is... A pretty woman walking down the street. <laughs> Our final entry into the into the movie Mount Rushmore of feel-good movies is Mamma Mia. Here we go again. <laughs> All good. I'm actually really happy with that. Lesson. My Batman voice doing Mamma Mia. <laughs> Saying that. Bit of a letdown on Crisis with um on CW first. Oh, really? He was there, and I was like, "Really? Is that I, it?" I, I needed a bit more. I needed anyway. No, but Kevin Cromwell yeah, was there. Kevin okay. was there, but it just wasn't everything. It wasn't what you wanted. Nah. But hey, it happens. He is Batman, to be fair. He is. He is. Okay, guys, that was fun. I hope you enjoyed it over the festive period. Penultimate um, episode. Yeah. So. Merry Christmas. I'm sure next week I'll wish you a Happy New Year. But and until then, I am the one AJ Anthony Jordan. Merry Christmas from me too. I am Nico Lero. See, See ya. ya.